0: Happy Mother's Day. Can we just start off and just praise the moms this morning? Just give a hand to the moms. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. A fun fact, there's never been a guy's lunch that looked anything like this or coffee date that has ever gone with this. Uh, But listen, the reality is that in our world, in our society, uh, mothers need to be praised. And so this morning, I want to do that. Uh, If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Leviticus chapter 19. I know that Mother's Day and Leviticus don't always go together. uh, But as I was studying back through this, uh, it was an interesting passage of scripture. Uh, But I want to just start by praising moms this morning. Listen, I want you to know that you are appreciated. You are. We are so thankful. Listen, for some reason, it has become uh, not the norm to thank our moms, to thank our wives, to thank our mothers for being the mothers that they are. And I want you to understand, every mother that's in this room, every lady that's in this room, God has given you the tools and the ability to be godly women. Listen we get in this comparison trap and you don't have to compare yourself to any other mom compare yourself to Christ listen take the weight and the responsibility off of who you are and listen if i know anything about having three daughter or two sorry two daughters and a wife in the house i'm going to say three women in the house but that sounded worse i'm not sure where i was trying to go but and understanding women and understanding how this works listen so many times a wife, a mother, a child, everybody feels like they don't have the things to do what they've been tasked to do with, and God has given it to us. A roadmap that comes forward, Scripture gives us this clear understanding, and we're going to jump into it here in just a second, of how Scripture lays this out for us. But I want to give you just an opening illustration. One day, my five-year-old son and I were running around and playing with a ball. This is from a mom's perspective, in our, and she says, we were playing with a ball in our front yard. I was feeling exhausted but he was still full of energy. So I asked him, "My dear son, how come you still have so much energy while I am so tired?" Without wasting a moment, he turned to me and replied, "Ma, If only you stopped shouting at me so much, you too would have lots of energy. (laughs) If you think about how crazy that scenario is. But listen, moms spend and exert a ton of energy into their children. Moms are typically tired because of everything that they pour into their kids. Listen, do you ever wonder if you're doing enough? Do you ever wonder if you're doing it the right way? Listen, Scripture gives us an account, a godly A God who loves you and cares about you gives a clear path forward on what it looks like to be a godly woman. But listen, guys, you're not getting off the hook because it's Mother's Day. Can I get an amen from the ladies? These principles are to be applied to every person that's in this room. And so I want you to go to Leviticus chapter 19, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. But let me give you kind of the context, because Moses at this time period, the people had, been, had fled from uh, the captivity within Egypt. They were now wandering. They were waiting for the promised land. And so listen, they were in captivity for so many years that they had lost their identity. They had forgotten who they were. They had forgotten how they were supposed to act, how they were supposed to live. And so imagine that all of their Jewish customs, everything that they had known for many, many years had been stripped away and had been taken away. And so now Moses is tasked with these people of Israel, these, these people that God loves, that God cares about, and now he has to teach them a new way to live. So I want you to understand the age and to- in, in time, these people were all ages, It wasn't that they were all teenagers looking to be married and all these things. These were all ages of individuals that Moses was talking to and saying, hey, you can right this ship. You can change the course. You can begin to live this way. And I love what he kind of picks up here because he gives kind of, if you read the previous couple of chapters and the chapters that take place after this, you see a very explicit list of what not to do. You see the understanding of how not to live. And when you read all of this, we come to this one package in in Leviticus chapter 19 in verses 1 through 4, where he tells them, this is my expectation for you. He gives clear instructions. It's interesting that in our world, sometimes we leave things very vague. I love that God does not leave things vague. He is very clear. Have you ever given your child instructions? Hey, take out the trash. You come home and you ask your child why didn't you take out the trash you didn't say today listen so many times as Christians so many times as believers we have this exact same understanding and so I want you to understand when Moses says the words that he's going to say they are the Lord that said to him and so we pick this up in Leviticus 19 verse 1 and the Lord spoke to Moses imagine this Moses is their leader. He's led them out of captivity and he speaks to them. And he says, the Lord said to Moses saying these things, speak to all of the congregation. Make sure that everybody hears this. This is not just for an age bracket. This is not just for an individual. I want everybody to hear these words. He says, speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be Holy, catch this for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Then he gives them the second task every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Then he gives them the third task, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. And so let's pick this up with the first one where he says, Speak to all the congregation, and he says, You shall be holy. Listen, the definition of this is apartness or otherness. When we say that God is holy, we're talking about the fact that he is set apart. He is distinctly and profoundly different from his creation. When scripture speaks of people that are holy people or a holy time or holy objects, it is referring that they have been set apart. Understand that in a world that tells you to fit in and to not rock the boat and to not be this... God is telling you quite the opposite. You as believers, you as children of God are to be set apart. I love a further definition of this is pure and righteous actions. Listen, I don't think that there's any other example to this than a mother's pure and righteous actions. It's interesting because a mother will sacrifice everything in her life for her kids, will sacrifice her time, will sacrifice her body, will sacrifice her mind most days for her kids. I think about this as their pure motive is not for selfish gain, it's not for anything other than for their kids. God has designed mothers to be that way. It's interesting that a mom will stop everything if she hears her name called. Mom! How many of you woke up just right then? You thought you were taking a nap. Mom, I must say that a lot during the service. Mom, mom, mom. Understand, pure and righteous actions. This is the example of what holiness is. And so, our goal, and listen, this is a monumental task this morning, is to be holy. Listen, this is a far cry or a major difference where everybody in the world is telling you, you figure out you, you do you, you be you, you be you. Listen, God does not tell you to figure it out. He tells you to be holy. Listen, this is set apart. This is something that is completely different for us. I love what he says next, that that you should revere your mother and father. This means that you should be an example, to set an example, to have a great respect for, to admire them, to want to live like them. So listen, I challenge you as moms, I challenge you as parents, I challenge you as grandparents. What example are you setting for your kids? Are you setting an example of holiness? The reality is that a loving God could have hatched you and not giving you parents. Imagine if we came into this world and did have to try to figure it out. God loves you and cares about you so much that he gave you examples of parents. And listen, if you're here in this church, I hope that you are the parent that you need to be to your kids. Look, I love the fact that my mom is a great example to me I admire her greatly. I call her on a regular basis and I talk to her about things that are more important and especially in raising kids. The importance of this is that children need this example in their life. Can I tell you something as truthful and honest and as transparent as I can? Children don't need you to be their friends. Children need you to be their parents. Look, one day, one day, I hope to be friends with my daughters if I like their husbands. (laughs) But if they have grandkids, I can overlook him too, right? (laughs) The reality is I don't need a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old friend at 45 years old. And they need a loving father, a loving mother that genuinely cares about them and instructs them on what it means to be holy and righteous. Listen, this is a lost art in our world. We've taken a hands-off approach to parenting and saying, let them go, let them be who they are, let them do this. No, you need to teach your kids to be holy because they're not born that way. What does holiness look like? To be set apart. The importance of this is that if we live this out, it makes it so much easier for our kids to do. It's called a reset normal. Imagine this, that every one of you have grown up in a certain household. Some of the things that you think are normal are not. Listen, one of the things that I've changed here recently, I have always had cookies in the refrigerator. I think that's where they belong anybody amen with me okay nobody good I'm the weird one good I gotcha for some reason at 45 years old I've started leaving my cookies out I gotta be honest I tried it I don't like it I like them in the fridge Do you know what's crazy when my kids grow up they're probably gonna do it the godly way and put cookies in the fridge What is normal for us? The most normal thing for Christian parents that are raising kids is to have godly examples. Moms and dads who love the Lord, that love each other faithfully and live for Christ. The reality is that in our world, there are less and less examples of godly parents, of godly examples of a family unit. And this is conti- continually being torn down piece by piece by piece by piece. Listen, I tell you, as your pastor is somebody that loves you and cares about you and loves your kids, man, as I w- look through over the past 12 years and I see these kids that are growing up into ladies and men, man, I am deeply in prayer. And we're getting ready to send these kids out into the world And have we been the example of Christ that we should be? I love the third mandate that's kind of given here. He talks about being holy. He talks about being uh, reverent or to be revered. And then he talks about Sabbaths. Can I tell you something, mom and dad? You need to rest. You need to rest. Not now on a Sunday morning. And I know one of our air conditionings isn't working and it's hot in here. So I'm trying to preach quick. But now is not the time to rest. Listen, I know from my wife, one of the greatest gifts that I can give her this afternoon is a nap. Where we can take the dog outside and he doesn't interrupt by barking. Man, how many wives would say that would be one of the greatest gifts for me this afternoon? Guys, it costs you nothing to get her a nap. says, I am the Lord your God. Why is all of this important? We come to verse 4. And if you read this passage of scripture, you read it in a way that it doesn't fully make sense that verse 4 comes into play. But he almost lays this out as a mandate to say, it's important that you do these three things, that you live Holy, that you are an example to your kids and that you rest on a regular basis because here's the result if you don't. And we see it everywhere today. Verse 4. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. Listen, if we don't have an example of holiness, some people to revere, godly examples in our lives, it is easy for us to fall into idol worship. Listen, the mandates that God is telling Moses, he's saying, I want you to reset your normal. I want to make sure that you understand my desire for you is to strive for holiness. My desire for you is to make sure that you are an example of me. I want you to know that you need to rest so that you can continually be strengthened. reason that kids don't worship God these days is because parents put the wrong emphasis on the wrong things. Listen, you can tell your kids to go to church. You can tell your kids that the church is important. You can tell them that God is important, but unless you spend time teaching them through Scripture why those things are important, it's just mouth service. You can tell them all day long, but you have to live this out. My conviction for me and for my household, for my wife and I, is that my goal is to keep my children from serving the idols of money, possessions, and competition in sports. I have to make decisions. My wife has to make decisions to fulfill holiness and an example that they can admire and to teach them to rest so that they can worship the lord so this morning i want to do this kind of twofold i want to praise mothers that are godly mothers but i also want to give you a road map of what it looks like to be a godly mother moving forward and so i want to praise the moms that are here because a woman who fears the lord is something to be praised I love Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 30. It says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Listen, Leviticus 19 is laying this out. If you are fulfilling that holiness, if you are fulfilling out that rest, are you the example that needs to be set? You're to be praised. Man, one of the lost and dying arts for us as husbands, for us as children, is to be thankful for the wife or thankful for the mother that God has given us. I love this acrostic. It's for the term or for the word mother. It says, mom, it's for the million things that she gave me. Man, think about that. No greater example, no greater sacrifice. This shows us the exact same love that Christ has shown us, that he gave his life for us. Oh, and this is probably the reason I think this was written by a man, not a woman. Oh means only that she is growing old. No woman would ever write that. But it tells us the fragile nature of life, that as we grow old, our time is diminished. T is for the tears twere shed to save me. Listen, I've never asked my mom to count up the tears that she shed for me, but I guarantee you they were gallons. H is for the heart which is as pure as gold. Her motivation is correct. E is for her eyes with love light shining. Look, there's nothing that pleases me as a son more than when my mom looks at me as if she is thankful and, and proud of who I've become. R means right. And listen, right she will always be. Man, one guy got it. Isn't it crazy? My mom is right almost all the time. Maybe I should listen more. So our praise for mothers. Another praise, praising a godly woman brings joy to those that are praising her. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Listen, a godly woman in our society is a very rare thing. We better be truly thankful if we are married to one or have an example in our life. Listen, a woman who strives to honor the Lord is a precious and beautiful thing. Look, I can praise this morning because I know a lot of you in here are this. In our congregation, the reason that we celebrate you and the reason that we encourage you, the reason that we gave you a cookie and a picture is because we love you and we want to celebrate you. Listen, I'm sorry that it's only one cookie. And I'm sorry that they're closed on Sunday and you gotta wait till tomorrow for that cookie. But that's just mom life, right? Maybe we should put a mother in charge of this. I don't know. Praising a godly woman honors the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31, it says, Let the woman who boasts boast in the Lord. Listen, if you are one of those lucky guys, if you are one of those lucky children that have a godly mom, godly wife, you better praise God for that. Do you realize this? You are blessed because God has worked in her heart and you're reaping the benefits of it. Man, recognize the blessings that God has given you. Look, I am so thankful that I have a mother who is that way and a wife who is this way. Next thing is this, praising a godly woman strengthens her. In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 28, it says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Listen, the greatest thing that we can do as husbands and children is to praise our wives because they are godly wives, godly mothers, and it will strengthen her and encourage her. And the reality of what my job is and how I deal with things is one day you will not be able to have the conversation with your mom, with your wife that you want to have. And so I challenge you, I tell you today, make sure you're having those conversations on a regular basis. Don't wait till it's too late. Love her, encourage her, and praise her for who she is. Like I think one of the worst parts of the job title as mother and wife sometimes is that moms get overlooked or just assume that they will take care of things and the truth is moms get dumped on on a regular basis i tell you this as a husband i tell you this as a father i tell you this as your pastor it's time for us to praise the ladies the godly women that are in our life That's where you amen, guys. So let me challenge you with this. If you're not a godly lady who is striving to be holy, a godly example to those that are around you, and you know how to rest to keep yourself strong in your faith, become one today. Listen, this is when you chart your course. This is when you put it all together and you put the pieces together and you say, from now on, from this point forward, I will strive to be holy. I will strive to be the example of Christ that needs to be set for the people that are around me. I will choose to rest so that I can continue to be strong. And if you're here and you are a godly lady, listen, I praise you this morning and I am so thankful for you. And I pray that your husband and the people that are around you will praise you today also. So I want to close with a poem. This is a poem that John Piper wrote about his wife. I tried to kind of rework it to work in mine, but apparently I'm not a poet. So I'm going to read it about his wife, and we're going to call it good. (laughs) In 1966, I happened on a girl. And spent two years of pondering the value of that pearl. She has a face and has a heart, all full of love and filling. And so I sold my singleness all 50 years, God willing. Now I've never once looked back for fear of what I missed. If ever God was good to me, it was the wedding kiss. Four years and happy were the first without a child to bless. And so we cultivated joy in fields of faithfulness. Then, like a mighty let there be from Genesis page one, another soul was born on earth, and we beheld a son. But I had eyes for something more, to watch God make another out of a girl my college pearl. I watched him make a mother. A kind of revelation this, just as in the ancients say, How much of Christ there is to see in her maternal way. Eight years and two more happy sons, all priceless to the minute, are like an unrolled open scroll with God's own message in it. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Though all the world has gazed, but when a woman fears the Lord, she will be truly praised. Listen. Guys, you may not be a poet like me. But these words need to be expressed to your wife. Kids, you're still in school. There's still time for you to be a poet. Write a poem about your mom. Let her know how much you genuinely love her and care for her. Listen, today we praise moms because of what God has done in their hearts and lives. Listen, in a world where you, people take from you and take from you and take for you, this church, these godly individuals should be praising you for what you're doing. Listen, I want to strengthen you this morning as a mom, as a mother, as a wife. And listen, I want to challenge you. The passage of scripture that I scared in Leviticus 19 is not just for the ladies that were in that, that crowd. Guys, Your example is to be holy. Your responsibility is to be an example to your kids that they need to see. And you need to learn to rest so that you can continue to live for Christ the way that he's called you to live. So as we close, fairy head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you this morning, when you heard the example of what a godly woman was. The worship team is going to come forward at this time and close us out. When you heard those words, was it like scripture was talking about you? But for some, it may have just been an affirmation. You've learned this a really long time ago and you have these things already in place. But for some, this so is kind of new or kind of foreign information. So, no matter what age you are, if you're, you're a teenager or an adult, there's still time to make these adjustments. Listen, God's word is laid out to us perfectly and completely. We are to be holy because He is holy. We are to live for Christ in the exact same manner that He did. And look, I know that it's a daunting task to even think of, but so is motherhood. So is being a father. So my challenge and my encourage you today is to be holy, to be the example of Christ to the kids and grandkids and the people that are involved in your life. Dear Father, I come to you humbled and thankful for the way that you love us. Father, you are a good and gracious God. And Lord, you've given us godly individuals, godly parents to be that example to us. And Father, if we have that, help us to praise those that have invested into us. Father, I praise you for the mother that I have, and I praise you for the wife that I have this morning. Lord, I am truly blessed. Father, in a world where I analyze and I... Uh, instruct, Father, help me to be the one that praises her and loves her the way that she needs to be. Father, may you be lifted up this morning in Christ's precious knowing every prayer. Amen. If everybody would stand as we sing this last worship song together, as we praise the Lord. And listen, maybe this, this message has spoken to you that you want to be the mom that God's called you to be, or maybe you need to just spend some time with your mom and pray at this altar this morning. This is what this service, or what this is what this song is for.